there. Welcome to another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki Baird. And this is the third part of the series uh, based on my book, Everyone Has an It. And this chapter is about the inner trickster. And as I read it, I'll edit a little bit, probably fill in a few experiences. I wrote this in 2012. So I've learned some stuff since then, but as I read through these chapters, and one of the reasons I wrote the book was because people wanted a Vicky to go method, and um, these things I think are timeless. So I'm happy to share them with you, and I thought it was a fun way to put a little bit of energy in the book and to maybe inspire the next book, as well as uh, just bring this stuff to light because it is kind of fun, I think. And since I love acronyms, obviously, wrote a book with the acronym in the title. Um, this is this is where we're at for November already. So here we go. The Inner Trickster is the chapter this month. And there's a fun way of referring to the subconscious or to that critic that's in your head. But keeping with the analogy of the book and the acronym of the book of it inner trickster there's an interesting aspect to our personalities that can be invigorating as much as it can be incapacitating this is what i have come to know as the inner trickster it isn't evil and it isn't particularly bad but it is sometimes very annoying think of a child when they're being impish That is the energy of the inner trickster. It wants attention and it is very practiced at getting it. One can look at a human and know that there is an inner trickster in there. It's in all of us. They all have their own jobs and focuses, but only because we have trained them there. It is often based on how we were raised or what we witnessed along our path as to how our trickster plays. And it changes over time. So it's good to know that you have one and to be able to identify it. When we are born, there is an innate trusting to this universe and a feeling that all is in order. Why else would we come in with no teeth, not able to support ourselves, and believing that whomever brought us into this world had our best interests at heart? This knowing or trusting is there from the soul level. And if we would remember, or we were taught to listen to it as we grow, there would be no room for the inner trickster to marinate and then become active in our systems. This is often not the case, though. I believe it is possible. But for most of us, this wasn't our experience. And we must learn to rewire the messages received by those that did bring us in or that raised us where to where we were old enough to listen to our own messages and perhaps you're just learning to listen to your own messages and that's fantastic no matter what age you're at if wonder were to be raised with the knowledge that we have a soul knowing and an innate knowledge in there much like the animal kingdom is our own gps would guide us to the highest experience and it would all be utopia This may seem like the best case scenario, but as humans, we actually learn well through contrast. And I, for one, am grateful for the teaching that it's given me, both the understanding that contrast is there to help us learn and for whatever the message or lesson is within it. For instance, my trickster is often caught up in what will be, imagined or otherwise, and will often tell me stories that are so creative, it could be a writer. 
It's taken me years and no doubt will be an ongoing process of retraining the trickster to find its attention elsewhere rather than in my ego. Because when we're telling stories, that's where we are. At least stories that have yet to happen because we're foreshadowing a little bit. It's been my experience that the ego is a representative and encourager of where we are and where we may be going individually. I do love the ego. I believe it's a good thing and something we should use to pat ourselves on the back but not hold you back. I also see it as an effective tool in alignment. While many teachings may be about separating the ego from yourself, I just don't agree that that's a good way to go at it as it's part of you. And if it gets separated, it creates a fear reaction and that doesn't help any situation. I see it as the part we are to learn how to accept, how to appreciate, and sometimes talk to like it's a five-year-old that needs a nap, lovingly and with a great amount of patience. This patience is what the inner trickster requires as well to quiet its comments and to redirect some of that impish energy. One of the questions I love so much is, is it true? Is what you're talking about, complaining about, worrying about, or imagining, is it true? And as we learned in previous chapters, everyone has their own inner truth and it isn't up to us to see it from their angle, only from our own. But is it true or are you creating something to keep you entertained and feeling activated in your own life? You can read that as drama. Are you creating drama? Most often I find that people are so creative and don't give themselves credit for that creativity. However, it could be used to better for better use for the enjoyment of life rather than the drama of it. Do you want to quiet the inner trickster or are you willing to live And are you willing to live without the adrenaline rush of, oh no, what do I do now? I know the first reaction may be, who me? I don't do that. But you only have to look at social networking or any of the other blogging sites or vlogging sites to see that there's a high propensity and desire for that feeling of fulfillment, if only for a moment. I mean, just look at TikTok, 60 seconds hits, right? So that that fill up of drama it comes in in many different ways and it's similar to the rush achieved when you purchase a great blouse or eat a great piece of pizza or chocolate it's all part of the process of learning who your inner trickster is and it's great to admit that you have one and even better to shift the habit of lining up with the inner trickster So here are a few examples of the inner trickster's work and some questions to help you identify if you're dancing with your inner trickster or if you're aware of it and able to acknowledge it as that cute little bugger that quiets down when you don't feed it. What do you feel is your most creative inner trickster energy? Does it tell you that you aren't smart enough? You aren't talented enough? or that you lack abilities? Is there a part of you that immediately agrees with others when they give their opinion, even if it's something you don't agree with? Do you feel like you have to come back with an example of your own drama when someone shares their life? An example of this could be if someone were saying that they had car trouble and what a challenge it was to get a tow truck 
there and you jump in with an even bigger tale of how difficult it was for you to get your car serviced and the runaround that ensued. Bigger is not always better. Do you have a hard time with the opinions of others and what you think they may be saying about you? This one usually brings a big response as we often think people are talking about us when in fact they're so worried about other people talking about them that it's rarely the case that they're talking about us. And I know that can get confusing, but if you think about that and you have some humor with it, it will be helpful to turn down your own response and to speak to that trickster and say you know what I bet I'm not the center of their universe and if they are talking about me I hope it's great things. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing and then what would you like to do with that in the world so head on over to the website vickybaird.com check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help so what can you do to calm the inner trickster and allow it to maybe go take a nap which is actually funny because as i'm recording this my rabbit is sleeping off in the corner and snoring so loud that it might pick up on the mic and it might not. Um, yes, they snore. But what can you do to allow your inner trickster to maybe dissipate, not just take a nap, but dissipate and only be present when you're not doing yourself a favor and it's tapping you on the shoulder to let you know growth is probable here if you only paid attention. Well, you can distract the inner trickster, kind of like you would if you had a toddler that wanted to climb on the cabinets just because they can, because they're <laughs> agile that way. So a way to do that is to get busy with anything that fills you up or keeps you distracted until the feeling of wanting to create drama passes and it will fill that hole that there is a need in there. So all you have to do is identify the need of why is this trickster present? It's trying to get my attention. And yes, sometimes it is getting your attention so that you can pay attention to the fact that it's actually feeding you some unsupportive statements. So whatever you can do to redirect is a good thing. So it is much like that toddler. How would you redirect? You can make a game of helping them to fly off the counter you could get them involved in a project or ask them if they want to cook something. Is that why they were on the counter? Well, of course, instructing them that the counter is not where they're meant to be. But what could you do? What you, how do you distract this toddler in your head? Do you go for a walk? Could you get into an artistic endeavor? Um, perhaps you have a book you've been reading that you want to read a chapter. If you set the the what you're doing to distract at a, at a low level, it will be helpful. So one chapter or 
one room cleaning or one mile of walk and you can certainly keep it going but if you start small it'll distract the trickster enough that you can then move on to enjoying your day rather than hearing that distraction method. Uh, you can call a friend, but not to talk about the challenge you're having, but to share in their day. Because the idea here is to communicate to the trickster that mm, I'm not going to feed you with drama or doubt or whatever it is that you're looking for. It just takes a short time to redirect that energy because it, your system is looking to be filled up. So it's either going to grab the drama of storytelling and the inner trickster or it can it can hang on to or attract energy of thriving you know so which do you want to do you can recognize it's there and just like in the example I gave for the child maybe send it for a nap um, I used to do this a lot when I first started doing readings my inner trickster was so creative it would do a whole conversation before the person even got there uh, so like the whole conversation so what was the point of the person even showing up? Now I know this is part of being an intuitive and sometimes our heads will run ahead to the precognitive message and yeah, sometimes that is helpful. Sometimes I'll get a hit before I go into a session about what we're going to be talking about. I make a little note and it, because just in case someone comes into the session with a different idea, I also want to address that one that came in intuitively, but most of the time, nope, it was my head feeding me a whole line of hooey. It was creative, I'll give you that, but one of the exercises that I would do is I would picture my inner trickster or ego being dressed exactly as I am that day. So today in a big old sweatshirt and capris with panda socks on, <laughs> there's an image for you. I would picture how I was dressed that day Imagine it peeling out of my body, kind of like those old movies where the soul would rise up out of the body after somebody passed. I would then send it into the kitchen as I was working from home then to wait for me when I finished a session. I have left her on the side of the road, in the shower, standing in the kitchen for long periods of time. I have put her to bed and not picked her up until the next day. There's no anger in it. It's simply a reassignment that I hear you. I understand you're here for my protection. I don't need it right now. Can you please go stand over there? And over time, this became unnecessary. And it's, it's on occasion that that shows up, but that's also an indication to me that I'm growing, that I'm expanding. And if there's a sense of nervousness there it's also excitement so what do I need to tap into and then learning to love and appreciate your inner trickster it will help you to learn acceptance and to not feel like it's coming up just to annoy you or get attention or be negative um, appreciate the fact that you are brilliantly wired to self-check and to accept that it will be a part of you for as long as you are physical. And if you learn to love this aspect of yourself, you won't mind having it around because it actually comes in really handy when you might be agreeing to something that's really not in your best interest and you feel this tapping on your shoulder of, do we really think that's a good idea? So if you learn to appreciate it, just like if you learn to appreciate all aspects of yourself, there'll be less resistance to who you are and how you are and there'll be more growth to 
how you want to be and who you want to be growing forward. So the beauty of recognizing the inner trickster and being able to work with it is cooperation happens. And that adds to the flow of your life and to manifesting. Because again, you'll feel when it's kicking up and getting a little cranky and then you can ask what's the matter can i help you and address it and maybe you need a nap maybe you're tired maybe you need a drink or something to eat Um, maybe you do need to call a friend just to have fun when you're learning to love something that isn't always pretty it's a gift that you give yourself so whenever and whatever pops up in life it can be taken at its value right in front of you and not feared and it's very freeing and something I know you can do. So can you get to know this inner trickster? Can you identify with this aspect of yourself and then have it become a helper in uncovering your brilliance and in allowing yourself to shine and to really appreciating, okay, what is my own intuitive voice? Because you have to be able to hear the inner trickster in order to connect with accurate intuitive guidance. Otherwise, you could get confused and think you're receiving intuitive guidance when it's really the inner trickster. And for that, I will say, if you're ever getting a reading and it's really negative and there's a lot of fear involved, you have an inner trickster present and it might be the person who's reading for you. So keep that in mind. Get to know yours. Create a dialogue with it so that you're not fighting yourself and that you get to enhance this wiring that you came in with because we are human and we do have these elements and we should love them too. So that is the third installment of the IT or the acronym IT and inner trickster. I wish you well, and I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.